0: you could have chose to be you chose to be right here with us on breakfast with champions and that means the world to me and i absolutely stinking love you for it so with that said we are excited to launch the new breakfast with champions
1: podcast thanks so much
2: justin first of all good morning how are you doll
1: i'm wonderful i, I literally smile every time i come off from my own segments you do have a wonderful.
2: I was gonna say, do you get the same energy? I mean, I know you do. And it just makes me smile from ear to ear. And um, this whole morning, I don't know about you, I popped in and out a couple of times um, because I had a couple of things I needed to do, yet uh, everything. From Glenn this morning to TM this morning to I got Stephen Kuhn this morning, like everybody, Ramon this morning, everybody was just so on point. And those people that chimed in or that uh, added value, I'll be completely transparent with each and every one of you. I am somebody who travels and teaches for things. I run masterminds this is the one place that i come and i really don't care to talk except for thursdays when we do our segment because i learned so much in this room and you know for those of us that do those types of things that have masterminds or that do speak or that you know do teach things Sometimes that can be challenging. You have to find those bigger rooms to get into. And Breakfast with Champions is absolutely one of them. I, I don't know if you feel the same way, Justin, yet uh, that's exactly how I feel every time I walk.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, again, we spend time in some different spaces, but this is the one place where it truly does come together, right? And getting to know everybody on the stage over the last year, I mean, its it's been 10 years of growth in one year. And the cool thing is I've, I equate it to like we're all... Going fishing, right? So maybe we all run out to our own fishing spots and we do our thing. We come back and then we tell each other about our fishing spots. And then maybe I'll grab Glenn and Joy and then we'll go to a fishing spot for a bit. and We'll come back and then me and TM might go find another spot or maybe I'll go off on my own. But it's fascinating because there's a lot of spaces where you know, like Sarah the other day asked me to jump in, but I had to run a team meeting on Monday. I just I couldn't get out of it. And I think it was. Alexandra that says, you know, don't over-apologize. And I found myself over-apologizing and be like, Hey, Sarah, like, I want to be there for you. And it wasn't even a second thought. And those are real friends, right? The people that, you know, you could disappear for six months, come back and they're still family. That's what this.
2: A hundred percent. Although I will tell you, you know, TTM knows, he has a special place in my heart. I think it was uh, Stephen Kuhn who said earlier uh, about wanting to wrap someone up and wear them on the wrist. I would wear you on my heart, my dear, because you and I, you are my jam. And I, I have a feeling if I went fishing with TM, we wouldn't get much fishing done. We'd be talking about leadership and all kind of stuff. So I have to tell you, your segment this morning was so fire. And it reminded me of one of my favorite quotes from Simon Sinek. And that is, leadership is not being in charge. It's taking care of those in our charge. And that segment was exactly that. So I appreciate you so much. Um, What we're talking about this morning, I'm really excited about because it kind of ties in everything that we've heard this morning and kind of what we've been displaying on this stage and this morning and past mornings and future mornings to come. And that's networking. That's what we're doing with each other. We're creating community. We're networking within that community. And we're doing it in a fashion like every person who uh, spoke this morning said. We're doing it coming from a place of, first and foremost, curiosity. I loved when Glenn jumped in and he said, I don't want to be confrontational. It's not, I'm, I'm, I totally don't want to disregard what you're saying, you know, paraphrasing here. He said, yet I do have a different take on that. And TM was so receptive to that because he's like, my brother, I hear you. And thank you for the clarity, right? So coming from a place of curiosity, not judgment. Coming from a place of contribution, not taking, taking, taking. That's what we're doing every day that we're in here, every hour that we're in here, we're networking with one another in this awesome community that we all continue to pour into. And the best part about that, and I believe it was TM who said it this morning, he said, for those of us that are in this room that do have a segment or that do speak, whatever we're talking about, it is just as much for us as it is for everybody else. And because so many people come into this space, and they start to, or they just continuously pour in and pour in and pour in. It's only natural that we're going to get so much from it. Even those of us that are talking about things during our segment. So I just thought that was so awesome. So this morning, I want to talk about networking specifically building a business by referral and the importance of networking. And Justin, I absolutely love that. I do this segment with you. And I think you're such a perfect, person to have this conversation with because you are, I I know, that you are 24 seven networking you've made it a part of who you are and you do it in a manner in which you lead from contribution right you're always giving you're always looking to connect other people and as a byproduct you have had some of the most amazing connections so as we walk through this i might pause and ask you a few questions about kind of what's happening in your world or how you got to certain points Yet I wanna first talk about a book that I think is extremely important. And it's something that taught me about the power of referrals in our business and the importance of networking. And this book is called The Seven Levels of Communication. And it was written by a gentleman named Michael Mayer. Um, He is in the real estate space. And he actually is uh, like, he holds the record for like number one referral. I mean, he's created a whole generosity generation around it. It's absolutely amazing. And in the book, Um, If you google it, you could probably pull up this pyramid with me. In the book, there is a pyramid called the seven levels of communication. And this talks about the different ways in which you can communicate with people. And it talks and as you move up the pyramid, the impact gets greater and greater and so obviously at the bottom of the pyramid we have things like advertising and direct mail and you know electronic communication then as we move up to the center we've got things like handwritten notes and phone calls and then as we get to the top of the pyramid we've got events and seminars and then at the very tip we have one-on-ones and that's what i want to talk to you all about today networking one-on-one with people and for those of you that have established businesses and for those of you in the room who don't maybe have established business maybe you're just starting off you know the first thing we look at is what does our book of business look like what does our database look like a lot of people refer to this as a database i like to call it a data bank because in business we have a platform and data bank similar to like a piggy bank right so in order to get into a piggy bank, you have to meet a certain criteria That criteria is you have to be currency, we don't go sticking paper clips and uh, you know jolly ranchers in a piggy bank. Same thing with your data bank names and numbers of people that you encounter or maybe don't encounter you have met or maybe you haven't met them yet, they have found you in some aspect get entered into this data bank. And what qualifies them is at least a name and one form of contact info- one form of contact information. So an email, a phone number, or you could have all of it. Yet in order to qualify to get in, you have to have at least a name and you have to have one form of contact uh, information. And then when we look at our database, we wanna look at it and really break it up into two categories. And those categories are people that I have met and people that I haven't met. And so today I want to focus on the people that I have met, because once we get to those people that we have met by definition, that would be somebody that we had a conversation with, or maybe we know really well yet in some form or fashion, we have connected with them, no matter how big or small that connection was. From there, we want to narrow down to who in that group of met is our sphere of influence. So those are people that we have influence over or are looking to have influence over because it makes sense. And so if you're thinking about your data bank, your database, your sphere of influence, and you're like, Amanda, you know, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know that I have this. We'll, we'll take out a piece of paper and a pen because I want you to write these things down as we go through them. Once you narrow down that sphere of influence, those people that you have influence over, I would invite you to do an audit on those individuals. And I want you to audit them by profession. And here's why. Because in business, we know that the highest return on any person that we or any lead that we come in contact with is going to be that that was either repeat business or referral business. And so The reason that this is so important is because a lot of us have a database with a sphere of influence that quite honestly, they just don't talk to enough people or they don't have a big need to maybe repeatedly use us. I'm gonna use myself for an example because I'm in real estate. The average person moves every five to seven years. And so they may use us to buy a house, that's great. And they may have a family member, they may have a friend, or maybe a coworker. So they may refer us a couple of people over the course of you know several years. And yet, what if we had a, a sphere of influence in our database that could re- use us multiple times and generate referrals to us? What would our businesses look like then? If we could spend less time having to actually go out and find that next piece of business and rather, be in the customer experience that we are delivering with our clients. I mean, we'd all have really great businesses. That's the highest form of return when you think about lead generation. So the reason that this is so important is because when people are looking at their sphere of influence, sometimes the people that we have in that group, they're not necessarily people who... Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And produce that for us. Does not mean we don't need to love them. Does not mean we can't love on them. It just means from a business perspective that we need to be better at who we are adding into that sphere, those people that we have influence over. So once you've identified that sphere, I like to break it up into three categories, right? A's and those are our advocates. I mean, those are the people that if they heard whatever it is that you do for a living, sell a car, sell a service, real estate, coaching, it doesn't matter. If they're sitting at a bar having a drink and they hear that topic come up, they feel compelled to walk around the bar to tell that person that you have got to know my friend who does this. Those are our advocates. So those are our A's. Then we have our B's. And those are our people that have absolutely said that they advocate for us. They may have used us or referred us someone, yet that was about the extent of it. And then we have our Cs, and those are people that have also said they would, would advocate for us, and yet they haven't used us and they haven't referred us anyone. And the reason I'm giving you all this information is because I want you to do an audit, and I want you to do an audit based on profession in those three categories, A's, B's, and C's. Because most of the time, what you'll find is the people that are in your sphere of influence in those categories, most of them, they're not entrepreneurial they don't talk to a lot of people. They have normal nine to five jobs, right? Where they're not interacting with people. They don't understand the importance of business to business relationships or referral to referral relationships. And so when you do that audit and you find that out, what do we do next? We have to figure out who we want in that sphere of influence. Who could we have in that sphere of influence that could absolutely use us multiple times and refer a bunch of people that we can love on at an extremely high level? So again, I'm in real estate. So when I look at my sphere and I think, who would be a great strategic partner to have? Somebody that I can help their business, they can help my business, we can pour into each other, and it's gonna be a benefit for both of us. I think real estate, or I think uh, attorneys, And there are absolutely different specialties in the attorney world that make most sense. Family law attorneys, estate planning attorneys, because they're constantly dealing with clients that I know are gonna have real estate needs. I also know divorce attorneys, same thing. A divorce happens, someone needs to split up and maybe sell a house and buy two houses. So that's another person I can have in my uh, sphere of influence that I know is gonna help me build that business, that repeat and referral business that I'm looking for. Financial advisors, because they're dealing with people who have high net wealth that want to invest in real estate. Hairdressers, because hairdressers talk to people all day long and they know everybody's business. So these are just some of the examples now that i've done my audit and i realize i need more people that are entrepreneurial i need more people that understand business to business relationship and the importance of referrals now who do i need in there so figure out who that is for you and your business and then we ask the question how do we go find these people how do we get ourselves in front of these people so i'm going to pause here Because, Justin, I think you do an amazing job of this. You have a fantastic network. I know that you've narrowed it down. I know you know who your advocates are and who your key people are. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? How did you get in front of those people? Did you go out and find them? Did you use your network to connect you with those individuals? Walk us through that.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think through it as you're asking me the question, right? Because just like, I mean, I'm wearing a three-piece suit and I look like I'm going to sell everybody in this room here something, but I'm like the anti-salesperson salesperson, salesperson, right? I don't come to my job with the same angle that a lot of salespeople do. And I don't come to networking with the same angle a lot of people do, right? So I don't walk into a room and start just handing out cards and putting them into my database straight up. Um, It typically comes very organically, right? And I I think that's what you're trying to get at. You gave such a tactical approach to it and i hope people were taking notes if not listen to the replay because what she just gave you was kind of a black belt level breakdown but i'll kind of give you the white belt journey sorry the white belt journey that i did um, as i was growing first it started off with me just getting into the industry um, and realizing the level of preparedness and education is terrible right like my industry needs to really change everything about how it prepares people for success But right out of the gate, I said, you know, who's doing what I want to do at the highest level possible? And I started consuming their content and supporting them, actually, and not just DMing them and saying, hey, you know, I want to, you know, take you for a coffee or take you out to lunch. Because I realize quite often the people that are doing the things that you want to do, I mean, they've gotten to that point, probably 10, 20 years worth of work. And now time is their most valuable asset. So I figured, like, you know what, I'll just be supportive of the work that they do and whatever. We'll see what happens. And then... I was just consistent, and I'm talking like every day. So we talk about white belt education. If you know that you're going to be going into your database every day, like start with five minutes a day and just look at the names in the database. And I started tagging them right, and I'll keep it really, really simple. Um, a CRM is a management tool for your database. People get way too overwhelmed with all the things you can do in a CRM, and then they never use it, right? Because they're like, "Oh, I got to do the action plans and the drip campaigns and all these different things." Keep it really simple name, phone number, email, tags. That way, if you wanna completely change your CRM system, you can export all those contacts and you can virtually import that into any database on the planet. And the way that I categorized them was, you know, were they people that I just know? Were they close friends? Were they AAA clients, people that I would do the job for for free? were they mentors, Um, you know, I'd categorize them based on those tags. And then what I would do is set up a standard for myself in terms of how often I wanted to communicate with them. Right. So be it mentors or, you know, people that I, I know have very restricted time constraints, I would make sure that I would still be in their purview every say quarter or half a year or a year and so on and so forth. So that when it did come time for me to say, hey, very interested in what you're doing, I want to develop this relationship. They had some context to who I was, right? But understand that I gave for like a year before I even got to the point where I would say, hey, you know, I saw you just did X. I want to support that book launch. I'll buy, you know, 100 copies. Are you good if I come to your office and hang out one day? And I did that initially with Ryan Serhant years ago. And I got connected to him through Jazz, Takar, a really good friend of mine. Ryan gave me 45 minutes of his time, but I wrote notice he had just launched Settle Like Serhant. So rather than me just showing up and just, you know, sucking information from him and leaving, I was like, what can I do that will support what he's doing? Just like when Breakfast with Champions launched the podcast. I mean, I said in this room over and over, I bet anybody in the audience that wants to develop a relationship with Glenn or Sarah or anybody else that's on the back end, literally all you have to do is go give it a review and, you know, download the podcast and subscribe. like. So many people won't do the bare minimum to develop a relationship, even though it's free. They have all the time in the world. They want to build relationships, yet they want to take from the relationships. And I truly believe if you try to outgive everybody around you when it comes time for you to not be in the room or it comes time for you to activate a relationship, it's not even a question. The people will be there because they've noticed it, but it's not. You know, you can't do that for a month and then be like, oh, they didn't do anything for me, it didn't work. You literally, like, I'm talking years before you get to the point where, you know, you just have that. So there's a hot mic, command. I'll throw it back to you. And I will-
2: This is why I love you so much. Cause I'm literally looking at the clock going, oh crap, it's 821 and I've got five points and you just ran through every single one of them in such a beautiful way. So there's a couple that will break down in the amount of time that we have left. Yet, yeah, yes, that's the point I'm making. Right, you went whether it was a mentor, who do I need in this group, who do I need, and then you went out and found them, and you did it in a way. I mean, I was just on your podcast last week, and the last thing you asked me was, "How can I be of service to you? My platform is your platform, and that is how you operate so Who do we need, right? So now that we've done the audit on our database, we've identified, we need individuals in there that strategically make sense. Now, how do we go find those individuals and whatever professions they are, are, you know, specific to your industry or whatnot, you can figure that out. Then you got to ask yourself, where do I go find those people? And I like to think of networking in two different ways. There's cold networking and there's warm networking. Cold networking is when you go out and you do the hunt on your own. Who are the people I need to find? Where would they hang out? And you go insert yourself in those circles, those networking clubs, whatever it is. There's also warm networking and warm networking actually starts with your current network. So you can pick up the phone and say hello to the people in your database, because so often we don't do that because we get so busy, right? We get a business up and running and we start getting these leads in and we start doing the business. And then we, we finish our service with the individual or we sell them something or a house or a car, whatever it is. And then it's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like we need to have a relationship with that person for the rest of their life. It wasn't just transactional. This is like, we're in this for the long haul. And so we don't pick up the phone and call them and we don't touch them throughout the year appropriately like we should, so that not only do we keep that relationship alive, yet we keep ourselves top of mind and they're top of mind for us as a result of that. So I think the first place is warm networking. So pick up the phone and call the people that are in your database and see how they're doing. Now's a great time for you to pick up the phone and say, hey, Justin, it's Amanda over at Keller Williams. And, and I just wanted to call you and tell you, Merry Christmas, a happy holiday, Hanukkah, whatever it is that you, you celebrate, right? And I'm just curious. I know now is a time of year that everybody is sitting down to plan their goals for 2022, set those New Year's resolutions. So what do you have planned for next year? And how can I help you get there? That would be a fantastic call. And they're going to tell you whatever it is. And you know what? If that person mentions real estate to me, that's wonderful. And if they don't, there are several other ways that I can help that individual. The point is I'm making that, I'm making that connection so that I can continue building on that relationship. And then naturally they're going to say, what about you, Amanda? And I'm going to say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked. As a matter of fact, I'm really looking for a great financial advisor. Someone that is well-respected, someone that, you know, is really just knows their craft very well. Do you by chance know anybody like that? And if they do, they're like, oh my gosh, absolutely. And I would love to connect you. So now you've got, because people love to help. So now you've got them making the connection for you. And you've got a foot in the door because someone they know, like, and respect just referred you to them. That's how you do it. So I would start with my network. So how many phone calls can you make to those people in your database, in your sphere, to not only reach out and wish them happy holidays, yet also ask them, you come from a place of contribution. How can I help you? What are you looking to accomplish next year? And then from there, when they ask you, ask them who they can connect you with and start going down that list of people that you wanna meet. That is a great way to network. Now, if you're gonna go the cold route, Here's what I can tell you. Once you identify who you want to add to your database and then where you go find them, you absolutely have to have a plan. This isn't on a whim. So I would do some research ahead of time of the networking event. And a lot of them show up on Facebook or they show up on, um, you know, uh, maybe LinkedIn. There's a lot of things that are out there with what are networking uh, groups or or, um, um, clubs or events that are happening in my area. And then see if you're connected with anyone who has also shown interest in that. And this is a great way for you to reach out to that person. Send them a DM, hey Justin, I was actually on Facebook And I saw that you're interested in the same networking event as I am. And I'm curious, have you ever attended it? What is it like? And here are the type of people I'm looking to meet. Do you happen to know anyone that also goes to that networking event as well? And if you do, would you mind making uh, an introduction or a connection for me? That's a really great plan to have. And then when you show up to the networking event, what's the plan? You know, we're not getting in there and having several cocktails and just talking to anybody under the sun. Like we want to be strategic in what it is we're doing. So have a goal. When I go to this event, I want to meet three people and I want them to be qualified met. And for me, by definition, a qualified met is someone who has a profession that makes sense. Right. It's one of the professions that I'm looking for. I actually make a good connection with them, have good conversation with them, and I get complete contact information from them because I want to follow up on the back end because that's where the magic happens is the follow up. So if I'm going to an event and I'm doing more of a cold networking approach, I'm looking for three quality Mets, they've got to meet those criteria and then I'm out. So I'm probably gonna show up early, I'm probably gonna have, you know, seltzer water with lime and I'm gonna make those connections as quickly as I possibly can. Now, let me also say that I'm an introverted extrovert. Water cooler talk, I heard someone say it earlier, water cooler talk is just not my jam. And so I like to be extremely purposeful. So sometimes these things can feel very exhausting for me because I'm, I'm, I'm using this energy that I normally wouldn't need to if it was something that was more natural to me. So for those of you that are introverted or consider yourself introvert, introverted extroverts, I feel your pain. So I'm in early, I make those connections, and I'm out. And when I leave, I have a plan after the fact, I'm doing the four in three, that's four things within three days, because I want to now cement this relationship. So often we meet someone or we get introduced to someone or we connect with someone. And then after that, it's just like, oh, it was great. And then you go home and you don't do anything with it. So I do the four in three and the four in three is very simple. Before I even leave the parking lot, I'm sending a text message. It was so great connecting with you at the ABC networking event, Justin. I really, really enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to connecting about coffee next week. And then when I get back to my office, I'm writing a handwritten note and I'm popping that in the mail because that's going to show up in two days, three days, depending on where they're at in your area. right? and then i'm sending them an email hey justin just wanted to follow up on that coffee here here's the link to my calendar pick a date that works for you i look forward to it and then the fourth thing is i'm calling them and i'm leaving them a voicemail about two days later so i met them and within four days or within three days i've done four different follow-up techniques do you think i'm cemented in that person's head as amanda in real estate or amanda with keller williams Absolutely, I am. And not only am I cemented, I've now cemented that relationship. They're also seeing my follow up game. And so this is like whether you all realize this or not, this is almost like an interview for you when they can see your follow up game and how you follow up with them and how uh, professional you are, and how on top of things you are. Like, do you think they're probably gonna think, yeah, you know, if, if I send my clients that way they're man, I can see that they've got it buttoned up. I can see that they can really deliver good service. I can see that they can really communicate at a high level. So I'll pause right there, Justin. Do you have anything to add to that? I don't know if you do a lot of that cold networking. I'd be curious to know though.
1: I think I look at everybody as a friend that I just haven't met before, right? So you're only cold to me until you're not, but I mean, everything you broke down is so, so, so exactly how it works, right? And if anybody wants to, again, get to know Glenn, well, when the Matrix 14 comes out, buy him three seats for his coat, his pop, his popcorn, and you know, get him his movie tickets for him, right? Like show the people that you're listening and then be, be memorable. Sirhan actually says this all the time, right? You wanna make a sixty second get, 60 second friend, you wanna to talk to them, And then the next time you see them, you want to be able to remember something. But the only way you're going to remember something is by actively listening and genuinely caring. If you're just showing up to pump people for information and treating them like a line item on a spreadsheet, you're kind of going to get what you give. So I'll
2: That's it. So my friends, it's that simple. Do an audit on the database you already have. Figure out who that sphere of influence is for you. Categorize them appropriately do an audit by profession and figure out what professions you need in your database to have a business-to-business fruitful relationship with use your network your current network to find those people or go out and have a plan when you're networking